Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome, welcome to episode three of Three Birds and a Punt. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Afia. I am joined with my friends, Whip and John. Say hey, guys. Hey, hey. What a do? All right, this is episode 13. Welcome to Philly. Guys, we have a lot to talk about. It's been a while since we had a recording. We're having a great show for you tonight. We're going to have key um at real mama eagle on in about 30 minutes it's going to be a great conversation so please hit that subscribe button follow us on twitter at three version of punt it's going to be a great show tonight all right boys i want to get in before we get into some of our topics about the eagles in particular since the off season has been very exciting um i want to talk about some of the qb moves around the league we just found out that uh matt stafford and the Lions have mutually decided to part ways. They're going to trade him. And I think that's going to be the first of many QB moves around the league this year. So I want to hear what you guys think. Let's talk about that for a little bit today. Well, well, first and foremost, salutations, co-hosts. Um, I think this is a trickling effect that's about to take place in the NFL. It's going to be a quarterback wave. And even though we on Matt Stafford, I think, I still think the Eagles still is going to trade Carson Wentz. I heard some shit today and I wanted to bring it up to you guys. Um, I was reading something on Twitter and it was from a verified account. Um, they were saying that, um, and not only him, but Joe Banner said it too. Joe Banner was like, yeah. everybody thinking that this Carson Wentz thing is over. He could still be possibly going. Okay. So now, so back to the Matt Stafford um, trade possibly that's going to take place and it, well it is going to take place because they mutually agree separate mm-hmm. from each other you have two important teams that needs quarters, quarterbacks that's okay who are those teams well the Indianapolis Colts and the New mm-hmm. England Patriots yeah okay so Jaguars Raiders exactly those two as well but mm-hmm. with a coach like Bill Belichick sitting in the thing waiting for one of these guys to fall and I say one of these guys and you can't you can't put past what you said now even though he's not a part of the organization no more that's still Jeffrey Lurie friend all right he right. don't have the insides to everything but the dude know what he's talking about he's been in the NFL for years 
you know what, Whip? I, I hear what you're saying about the, the Joe Banner kind of like, you, you know, I read that article too. And I just, he said a lot of things about this season that turned out to be wrong. He said that we were going to retain Mike Malcolm Jenkins. We didn't do that. He said we were going to come to an agreement with Zach Ertz. We didn't do that. He said we weren't going to fire Doug Peterson. We did that. So I'm not sure how much of his wisdom I'm going to continue to take just because this particular season, he hasn't been really right. And I've, I've, I've read the articles. I, I do trust what he's saying. So I, I hear what you're saying. But I, I would just say that when it comes to Joe Banner, I don't know how much of him I really take for gospel anymore. I mean, you, you may be right. I mean, that's why I said, you know, I, I started off with that. I mean, like I said, I, I heard it through the grapevine. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. But through all this chaos that Carson has caused, and even though, you know, you know they, they resetting when it comes to coaches, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's their word against ours. You know, we can read whatever the hell we want to read, but we don't know if that shit is yeah. true. You get what I'm saying? So, right. who's to say, man? They, they, they might flip Carson, or they might not. It's true. We'll find out. We'll find out very soon. Yeah. It's the thing, right? Like, like we have finally, we'll get into this later, but we finally have um, a head coach, even though they haven't, you know, officially announced it. And so soon we'll see what he thinks, because when he has his press conference, one of the first questions, you know, the reporters in our city are going to ask, what are you going to be doing about the quarterback position? That's question number one. So he has to be prepared and he has to have an answer that's going to satisfy the media and satisfy the fans. So, so it'll be um, pretty interesting. I, I, for me, I think it's really interesting that the Eagles haven't, um, and not to make this Eagles, because I know we're supposed to talk about QBs in my room, but I'm just thinking they haven't spoken to Jalen Hurts in three weeks. So while they were chasing down a new QB, they had, I mean, sorry, a new coach, they haven't actually spent time making sure that their relationship with, with both quarterbacks are good. They seem to only really be um, taking into consideration Carson's feelings. Now, maybe we're wrong in that. Like, maybe that's just the impression. And the reality is, you know, they do end up trading him. We, we really won't know until um, they actually make the announcements and then start making moves. But just from what you're hearing on background, everything you're hearing on background sounds like they want to figure out how to fix him. And if they can't fix him, then they'll trade him. Yeah, you already know how I feel about him. I want the fucker gone. Right. What do you think? What, what do you think, John? They're, they're in the middle of the entire process. And I believe that it's going to take a concerted effort to get to the point we want to or like we project them to. Um, I think the court coach has to get a chance to evaluate his players. And the guy we hired is, is he's a smart football mind. He's made every unit better with his presence. Like he works tirelessly. And I think that will be, we won't even know until training camp, honestly. The draft and or training camp. I don't think anything would happen draft day, but you know, right? It's hard. To, it's hard to tell. This whole thing is a clusterfuck. You know, honestly. You know what I thought was really interesting is that one of the reasons they want to trade Matt Stafford, um, the the Detroit Lions, is because they're looking to trade up for a QB. So I think that works out in our favor because the more uh, teams are looking for a QB and think that you know um, some of these picks, you know, a Justin Fields, a, a Trey Lance, uh, obviously they can't get. Um, um, what's his guy, Trevor Lawrence, but 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 they 
obviously think that they can get a stud in this draft and that helps us because that pushes some of the other uh, impact players down to to our pick at six. Or maybe if we trade back, we'll still be able to get, you know, who we want at, let's say, nine or ten. They better not trade um, back. They better not. Right. Well, we, well we, we really don't know, right? We don't know what the philosophy is. I feel like we're going to be rebuilding. I feel like we're going to be accumulating picks because we're recognizing we can't get guys through free agency so I feel like that might be the design but you'll never know to me it's interesting because you see that the 49ers need a quarterback I've heard um, whispers and rumors that the that the Rams are not satisfied with Jared Goff and maybe he's on his way out although he has just as much of a huge cap charge to his contract as Carson does mm-hmm. um you know so there are um, um you Desha- uh, Deshaun Watson wants to get out of, of freaking uh, Houston which everybody understands because they were just uh interviewing Josh McGowan to be head coach so yeah, like, that's crazy Josh McGowan yeah <laughs> you know sometimes I really just think it to ourselves Who? the Eagles suck but then well, I the think, Texans no, fine. not the Texans <laughs> Who was in the quarterback room with with Deshaun Watson as their third quarterback? Right. That's so crazy. now he's gonna be his head coach. It's so crazy. Like just just sign Eric. I mean, just yeah, just sign Eric. And, and, and he's done with it. And this. that's what I was about to say, man. You know, it's it's the Rooney rule need to be in effect, and it needs it needs to show some 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 promise, man. Because mm-hmm. Eric Bieniemy is there now. You know, not not to jump ship from the Matt uh, Stafford conversation, but. Um, word out here and Philly is you know a lot of people are upset that the Eagles ain't pick do Stilly and mm-hmm. I, yeah. my, my view on that is man you know a lot of people is just just saying that because it's do Stilly because he you know he played on this team and he been here forever right listen, he has a lot of cred with the correct team. but listen, listen nobody was checking for Deuce man nobody because if that was the nope. case, if that, the was, if that was the case, it would have been all them other teams checking for him. Okay, Duke has yep. never. He the only time he took over is when Doug got sick that one day or or, yeah. or whatever. Right, that we yeah. ten days. Okay, ten so, days. yeah, it's like come on, ten man. days. It's like I, you know, I'm a black man. All right, I, I don't, and it bothers me to hear black people always talking about this racist shit. It's, it don't have nothing to do with racism. It had nothing to do with it. No, it does. It it, it does. I feel like to to your point, with it does and it doesn't. Like specific to the Eagles, it doesn't. Just because we've given Deuce plenty of opportunities to wow us and interview him, and he hasn't. And it and it does to the rest of the league because for whatever reason, they for some reason do not want to elevate that many black head coaches. That's a real problem in the league. But I don't think the Eagles are perpetuating it. You know, they just so happen to have a coach who, for whatever reason, whatever vision he has, is not the same vision they have. I don't know why, after spending so long with the team, he can't figure it out. He's interviewed with them three times. But I feel like this is the best thing for both Deuce and us for us to go our separate ways. I agree. I agree. And I and I think I think it's old to Deuce, you know, for him to finally step out the closet of the Eagles organization and see what else is out there. It's a slap in the face kind of too. <laughs> in what way Josh? How you figure? Because he's been with the team for 17 years. And to not to interview a comp- he got passed over what four times, it, it, and and but that's what I'm saying. Like, see, see what you just said. 
is exactly what I was talking about. Cause like, you know, me and Steph was in the um in the uh, clubhouse chat room talking about the same conversation. And I, I don't think that, man, see here, once again, I, I don't look at it as a slap in the face because listen, apparently he's not bringing it. Is, it, but it isn't. No, but look, it is, but it is. I don't I don't I don't agree with you on that. Because here's the thing. Right. If that's the case, man, he's been there all this time. There is something that's not clicking with him. Right. And it goes back to what I said, John. If that's the case, he's too close every, to the player. Every I, okay, I agree with you on that. But if that was the case, you have 31 other teams in this league. Right. Okay. And that's my stickler point with, with you as well, with that that if he was and the players vouch for him, like the, no doubt about it, he's a players coach. However, if the sentiment was carried up to other levels of the league, he would be more coveted. But he's not, you know. He and and that's not to, to. I'm not saying that Deuce is not good at his job. I'm not saying Deuce is not a good coach. I'm just saying to the level that he would like to rise, head coach. You know, you know what could have helped him if he had taken the offensive coordinator job, right? Yep. There was an article with the Inquirer yeah. a couple of days ago. I don't, I don't, I felt like it was very contradictory, but it it gave some inklings as to maybe why Deuce wouldn't be hired as as head coach. And one of the little pieces in there talked about how Deuce had been offered the the OC job, but turned it down because it didn't include play calling. Like what? Yeah. You don't call plays anyway, so. The fact that you thought that you could leapfrog from running back coach to head coach without being an offensive coordinator, whether you call plays or not, doesn't make sense to me. I can't imagine somebody in his position turning down an opportunity like that. But if he did, that just goes to show you that maybe he's just not right for what Philadelphia And, and, and that's exactly what I'm saying, because Deuce is a running backs coach. His mind is offensive. Okay, so... A lot of people don't realize he turned that position down because he don't know shit about defense. Okay, mm. so but what he what he didn't understand is that's your opportunity to get into the coaching realm. You get right. what I'm saying? So if you turn yeah. that down, you you got to keep in mind the NFL is a is a connective unit. You get what I'm saying? You 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 turn down one thing like that, everybody and their grandma gonna hear about it. That's why right. it's a very say, small world. Yeah, that's why nobody right. ain't checking for him. So. You know, it bugs me out when I hear people talking about racism. That 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 shit is stupid to me. It's stupid because I I can tell you this right now: Jeffrey Lurie is far from racist. Far from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, listen. I think that the league has a very very um um bad perception, but it's a valid one that that they're not doing enough when it comes to race matters. You have a player. Uh, personnel that is like what 80% black but then you're thinking about the the coaches and the 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 GMs and it's barely any you know you have two or three minority head coaches out of 32 head coaches like that's a big problem but I wouldn't necessarily say that Deuce is an answer and had he been chosen without them really being invested in him that's a token hire in my in my eyes you know like how much advancement can you really get if he had been hired not because of his attributes and what he could actually give to the to the players on the field but because he was black and the nfl has a perception problem that we don't hire black head coaches and and i agree and 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 it it was also another report that came out and i believe this to be true the report that came out is the other reason why Deuce didn't get the job is because he don't like Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. 
at all. Yeah, not, that was in the same article. Not, not necessarily that he doesn't like him. He doesn't like how the organization has babied him, and right. he's just not going to stand for it. So that right. automatically voided him from the from the opportunity. Indeed. I don't know. I don't know if it automatically voided him. Yeah, I think it, it did. Would make it harder for maybe for Carson and them to work things out this year if he was head coach. But 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 again, that was the part of the article that I felt was contradictory because it seems like their search was for somebody to hold Carson accountable. If you want a, a similar environment to Doug Peterson where Carson is babied and Carson is coddled, then you keep Press Taylor. You know, you don't fire Press Taylor and fire Doug if you're going to continue to coddle Carson. You know what I mean? And it sounded like their main priority in their search for a head coach was who's going to be able to effectively hold coaches accountable and hold players accountable. So it's very strange to me to see that the case is now um, that Deuce doesn't get the job because he would do the thing that they are looking for um, out of out of the next head coach. It was very it was a weird article. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, you know, in the in the chat room yesterday, they need to stop babying this dude. It's not about one guy, and and yeah, it really it's, it's and and it's messy. Me personally, I think it fucked up the whole chemistry of this team. Because now, the whole, now, now, the whole yeah, now, it's like now our name is dog shit, man. Because of this dude, yeah. this dude, then fucked it up. Because it's like, is it is it him or is it no? Is it, it's is him. It, uh, it's him. It's Carson Wentz. You know what though? Here's the thing. I can agree with you to a certain point because he has to definitely own his shit and he has to be better at at, at what he's been producing because his reputation is like shit. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the Eagles have not done him no favors by putting him in a position where he's big man on campus without ever actually having earned that position in the first place. You created an environment to enable him because he wasn't having this attitude in 2017. He only had this reputation cultivated when you did not place coaches around him to hold him accountable and you saw him slipping and you did nothing. Well, so that's the only part where I'm just like, well, if they had actually, you know, met, like all QBs are egotistic, all QB ones are divas, all QB ones are sensitive. You manage them. When Russell yeah. Wilson was mad that the defense um, would crack jokes at him during the practice squad, what did they do? They got rid of the entire uh, Legion of Boom, right? When when and when Aaron Rodgers was fucking sick of his coach. They got rid of the coach. When TB1, TB12 couldn't take it anymore, what the fuck did he do? So, coaches, I mean, QBs, get their way. But did they, but that's that, just how it works so, in the so, NFL. So let me, let me re- hit you with a rebuttal on that. And, and what you said is true. But, <clears throat> out of everybody you said, none of them got 128 fucking million dollars either. That, but they got, they got big yeah, contracts I mean, they though. did, but it wasn't as big as that back then. But again, that's my point. Whose fault is that? That's the Eagles. You've enabled this yeah. behavior. You've paid this man all this money, but you don't treat him like he needs to be in order to maximize his skill set. I agree. You know he but, needs to be run hard. You know he needs to be, but, uh, uh, pressure needs to be applied. And yet you call But what him. do you do when you got a quarterback who refuses to listen to the current coaches that was there? If it ain't, if it ain't a fucking yeah. Frank Wright, or somebody like that. I mean, for God's sakes, Doug Peterson just won you a Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and and and, and basically, you you say fuck his plays. Now, with 
Let me just ask you y'all. This this to to that point. Mm-hmm. Did you like Doug Peterson's plays? Some I mean some of them I did. Not all of them. Okay. And some of some of them went okay, but for the most part we was we was pissed off every weekend and week out just like Carson. If 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 we had a problem with the way Doug Peterson was calling plays and and setting people up and and running the offense for the last 3 years, not just this past season, wouldn't it make sense that the QB1 also has the same issue as well? Again, I'm not excusing any of his actions. I'm just saying that in the context of the environment that the Eagles presented, it absolutely makes sense. You reap what you sow. What you think, John? I, I agree with Stephanie. Yeah. yeah? I agree with Steph on that. Yeah. It's... Man, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting the next few months we really had to sit back and just monitor everything and just wait for it to happen i i think it's i mean we're gonna see a lot of veterans leave we're not gonna be able to retain that urge i don't i don't think that there's gonna be a lot of a lot of big decisions well, well i mean we can definitely get in get into that topic definitely later because I think we think we'll definitely have because it's supposed to be like a rebuilding so I agree with you John about you know a lot of veterans probably leaving but just in terms of like the QBs and how QBs are moving around the the league you can tell that even with this pandemic it's obviously going to be a transition period like the with the lower cap they don't care it doesn't matter we're we're trying to innovate and move and, and shape so you know I'm thinking that there's going to be a lot of teams that we're going to be shocked at who their starting QB is at the beginning of the season. We may not even see uh, Matt Ryan with the Atlanta Falcons anymore. Oh, yeah. There's like 10 10 teams that are facing this just this year. Um, One of the bigger ones is what is to come with Ben Roethlisberger up in Pittsburgh. And they just signed a futures contract with Dwayne Haskins. So that – that that's a good landing spot for him, and, and maybe a future insurance policy going forward. Um, Matt Ryan, you you could just see Justin Field getting drafted by the Falcons. That's just, he's from Georgia. He right. he will that I, he he will be the next Mike Vick. He will be that dude. And I think his time is coming. It'll be interesting because you know the Falcons have a new coach. So so I heard you know that Arthur Smith was highly coveted by a lot of. He was the the top name. Um, coordinator of of the of the people that were out there, and oh, the yeah. Eagles really wanted him. Except, you know, we were too late in the process. You know, the Falcons moved up on him pretty pretty quick. But it, it will be interesting to see, you know, because he has a reputation for rehabbing quarterbacks' careers, and and maybe he can do that with with Matty Ice. You know, you don't know, or maybe he could do it with a new QB. I feel like this is going to be a crazy draft and a crazy yep. offseason because we just don't know. There's a lot of teams that are going to have new faces. They're going to have new iterations. You know, um, I actually do think we might end up trading a QB. I just don't think it'll be who we think I it hope is. It like, is. we all want it to I be Carson. Like, I know Whip, we all want it to be Carson because we stick a hand this, down the third, but realistically, are they going to take on that cat hit in the middle of all this? I don't know. We're going to see but I can see Jalen being moved. I, I bet you can. <laughs> I, I, I can bet you can. I can. I can see Carson being moved. I can see Carson getting moved. I can see Carson getting moved. I can see Kyle being fired. Say what? Say that again. So much. 
there's so much uncertainty. It's scary. It is. Yeah. But but that's and it's and it's kind of crazy because you think that after a year of pandemics and and uh, rescheduling and all this and that third that we did that the owners would actually want a little bit more stability. But they was like, "Fuck that noise!" Like they they didn't care <laughs> at all that we were in a pandemic. You know, they just want to see results. So, on the, but, on at, the field. but at the end of the day, guys, and a beautiful man that NFL is still dominating talks to this day like this. Yeah. It's because Absolutely. now, and even though, you know, we still dealing with this bullshit pandemic and they talking about is different strains now or whatever, but we got a new president in there whose main goal is to get this shit under wraps. We got the vaccine out here. So, you know, every player can get uh, vaccinated <coughs> so we can have a, a solid, you know, 2021 season. I'm looking forward to it. And, and I mean, that's, that's all to it, man. It's, it's, it's just beautiful that the NFL is that dominant of a sport that we are still anticipating the season being over and talking about the draft and what teams is going to do. Absolutely. I say it all the time that our off season is more interesting than some other teams' regular season. Correct. You know, just because we we keep things popping, the, the there's there's only thirty two teams, so so you have to pay attention to what's going on because a player's move here or there actually affects the whole league. You know, unlike other. Um, uh, leagues where they have so many teams, everything kind of gets diluted. You know, with 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 football, you only have you know uh, thirty two teams, so you have to make sure what's going on with each one, and everybody has an impact um, on the other. Like I said, especially QBs, QB ones. Unfortunately, no matter if you think, and this is something I was talking about on Clubhouse uh, the other day, that the market demands that QBs get paid a certain price, whether they're good or not. Like, Jared Goff isn't very good. We all know he's not very good. But they'd rather pay him what they pay him than try to find someone else when they know they can work around. Same thing with Baker Mayfield, right? Um, We had a guy come in on Clubhouse yesterday that had, you know, something to say about Baker Mayfield. Okay, he is the QB1 because they figured out a way to build around him and not make him the the focal feature of the offense. We need to do the same thing with whoever is the QB of the Philadelphia Eagles. Stop making them the focal point of the offense and throwing it 30, 40 times a game and lean on other areas to compensate for the weaknesses at your QB position. Because whether it's Carson or Jalen, there's going to be weaknesses and we need a a coach that can mask those weaknesses. And, and, And that's why well, first, I agree with you, and this is why hopefully this this new breed of coaches coming into the city is what we need. <coughs> you know, a, a, a new, a young nucleus, to, you know, to 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 ride us out. You know, seven, eight, ten years, who knows? And and I think, and and me personally, this is just my opinion. I think with these new breed of coaches coming in here and they're young, you know, I think I think the era of Howie Roseman voice may be over. I really believe so. Because yeah, John so. Dorsey. Yeah. You see, John Dorsey is the one that is putting everything together. Well, I mean that's what you 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 heard that, but I, I feel like I don't know how much credit I'm gonna give John Dorsey until I hear it from the camera's nah, mouth. Until I hear Jeff Lurie give more credit to this, but, but I you, won't but, see him as a big But you influence. won't hear that though, Steph. You won't. 
you won't hear it. But I, 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 why not? I agree with John. I, I do believe John Dorsey is the reason why, you know, the new coach is here. I'm, I'm telling you, you're not going to hear it because one, Jeffrey Lurie ain't that type of person to throw somebody under the bus. The only time he did that is when that bullshit ass Chip Kelly came here and he demanded it to happen. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he's going to mm-hmm. do that. But I believe the Howie Roseman picking of the draft and all of that shit. You got to keep in mind, if you Jeffrey Lurie, Stephen, you've seen your team continue to have fucked up draft picks year after year. Enough is enough. You know? Because if that was the right. case, you're not going to bring uh, John Dorsey, a, 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 a football man in here who has a hell of a reputation in the National Football League to be a fucking consultant. It's not going to happen. Right. It don't, it don't make sense. No, it's true. No, listen, listen. I, I want to believe that, that John Dorsey is going to be coming in and he's going to have an impact. And I'm still waiting to, to hear something to that effect. I don't have to hear like all the nitty gritty, but just, you know, we like what John has said. He's going to be here doing, helping us with the draft, something or other. But when Jeff Laurie did his end of the year press conference, he seemed to um, absolve Howie Roseman and the scouting department for any of the issues that have, have happened in our draft. He seemed to think it was primarily a coaching problem, which maybe nah. he's right. I don't know. Clearly he thinks that's a, so. That's a so, fucking so weasel problem. that's why problem. I'm very skeptical that John Dorsey is going to make that many changes. Listen, if we fucking draft the center in our sixth pick, then you know John Dorsey ain't I shit. I, I agree 100%. Mm-hmm. That, that's a fucking Howie Roseman weasel move. Yeah, I agree. Fuck that. They they better not draft yeah. no fucking center with the six pick. Hell with that. I'm going to jail that day, guys. Tell y'all that now. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm saying it now because I want us to start getting used to it. Condition ourselves to the pain of not getting Devontae Smith or or J- Javar Chase. You know, um, because I I feel it. I feel it in my soul that we that like what we want is not. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Well, we're going to see. we definitely going to see. Guys, real quick, we are two minutes away from our first ever guest on Three Birds and a Punt. Um, it, is a, it is my friend and and diehard Eagles fan. Um, her name is Key um, at Real Mama Eagle on Twitter. If you ain't following this woman, you need to be. This girl know her shit, and I can't wait to pick her Absolutely. mind. Absolutely. Um, it comes to the Eagles. We are a minute away. We're just waiting. Um, and once again, if you're not following her, you need to be at Real Mama Eagle on Twitter. Um, she let y'all have it. I'm here to tell you. <laughs> Eagles Twitter. Absolutely. That's a great. That's a great yeah, follow. Indeed. Ultimate. Eagles Twitter in the building. Definitely. Um, but yeah. So um, we gonna see, man. What's 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 to come of this new coaching staff? You know. Um, yeah. Is it true that Flip is out now? He leaving? Well, I've I've heard that they were first they blocked him, right, and then they gave him permission to seek out other opportunities. And I also heard um, that that Jordan Peele, the tight ends coach, got hired by the Falcons, so oh, he wow. so he's out. So right now we have, and then you you hear you know Deuce obviously Deuce can't come back, you know, like let's just be real about that. So. Um, you know, so so I think we may be getting a lot of different. All right, so guys, and I to cut you off, Steph. I apologize, but ladies and gentlemen, as promised, allow me to introduce our first ever guest on Three Birds and the Punt, my friend Keith, Real Mama Eagle. Welcome to the show. 
Hi, everyone. Thank you Welcome so much for having me. Most definitely. Hey, Key, what's up? Not hey, much. Key, how you doing? I'm good. How is everyone? We here. We doing here. Very we good. Here. Doing well. Um, can I just say, I just want to fangirl just a quick second that um, you were my first um, Eagles Twitter follow. And from you, I have built out this whole universe. So I just want to say, you probably don't know me. I'm Afia on on uh, Twitter, I sometimes tweet at you, but you're a big inspiration, so I'm glad to have you on today. Oh, thank you, love. I'm so glad to hear that. I'm happy to be here there with all, all you wonderful people. Can't wait to talk about the birds. So, and I'm glad you said that. Um, so you already know this says King is whip. How you doing? Of course. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm I, good. I, I, I can't call it. So let's get straight into it. And I'm going to allow yeah. Steph to do the honors about the new head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Go ahead, Steph. Yeah. This topic is the coaching hire, right? We've hired Nick Sereni. I want to, I don't know if I even pronounced his name correctly, but I just want to hear what you guys think. Sereni. Thank you, John. Sereni. Um, what do you guys think of the hire and how do you feel about the, the overall process? And I'll start with Key first. Let's start with our guest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Are you there, Key? Hold on, guys. Just give it a second. Can no you let's, let's start with John. I honestly, I wasn't, I was uncertain at first, but once I delved into it, I really like can get behind the the hire. Um, if my team would have advanced further in the in the, the Stag Bowl playoffs, I actually would have played against them. When he was at Mountain Oh, Union. really? Like, so you, you played against him when you were yeah. a kid, when you were a player? No, I would have. I would have. I would have if our team advanced. But we lost. We lost in the playoffs. But uh, great football mind. And every stop he's had, he's everyone talks glowingly about this guy. He's a young guy. His father was an esteemed coach. His two older brothers are head coaches. He he. This guy breeds football. You could tell. You can tell. And the biggest thing, I was reading a great article today by Michael K of NJ.com and basically broke down his whole background from from college all through his journey through the, the pros. And his he, he's a blue collar guy. He's a guy that, that, that works tirelessly. The mentors that he's established, not only Frank Wright, but... Um, the general manager from at the time of the the Dolphins and the Chargers, Randy Mueller, was and and Todd Haley, right? Todd Haley, Mike McCoy, Todd Ryan Haley would see this kid work out every day with him. The kid would schedule his time on purpose so that he would be there when when Todd Haley was there. They established a friendship, and when Todd Haley got the opportunity to coach the Chiefs, he brought him on his staff. So, And in every stop he's had has been his units have been in that middle pack, like top 10, like ninth in rushing, 10th in passing. Like the guy is a gamer. The guy, he, he's a great teacher. Even at a young age, he's Whoa. a great teacher. Look at what he did with the Colts receiving group. He, he, he got something out of, he squeezed the lemon and he made that group better. And, and also another thing about him, Whenever he has injured players, he wears their number on his deck house. I read that too. Yeah, and 
that's that's an attribute of him knowing what it feels like to be injured having been uh in college he got hurt he hurt he had a bad devastating calf injury and he shares that with the, all the players he ever so, like touches and they love so, the dude. So, Keith, let's let's get your opinion on the new head coach. What what do you think the Eagles will benefit, you know, from having him on the team? I think I think a younger guy is going to be able to relate to these players. For one, I think that's very important. I think that because he has experience with wide receivers, has experience with quarterbacks, he's going to be able to relate and coach a bunch of different positions. One cool thing about Sirianni is that. Um, like I say, he's done work with quarterbacks, and Phillip Rivers had two great seasons under Sirianni. He's also worked with wide receivers. We saw what he did with the Colts group. But the but the most important thing that sticks out to me is the coaches he's worked with. Cornell, Reed, you know, Reed, a bunch of different guys. I mean, not Reed, um, Cornell, a bunch of different guys. He's, he's worked under Frank Reich, too. McCoy uh, and Brian DeBull. Yeah, Haley. He's seen, he's seen a bunch of different, um, seen a bunch of different coaching styles. So he's going to take these things that he's seen from all of these guys and adapted to his style. And um, I think he's going to do a good job. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with both John and Key that, um, and that was, you know, a big weakness of Doug was that he didn't have a great staff and that um, how we had to right. do a lot of the heavy lifting yeah. when it came to, to finding him a staff. And that was what led to his downfall. And with here with this guy, he's had so many different places that he's worked with. He's worked with the Chiefs, he's worked with the Chargers, he's worked with the Colts. He has so many different levels of relationship that he's cultivated that he has so many people he can go to and connect with. So you know that he's really somebody who's going to build a good staff because you're only as good as your staff. And, and, and with that being said, I'm so glad you said that, Steph, because here's my thing. Everybody um, outside of the Philadelphia Eagles organization is talking about fixing Carson Wentz. Everything is Wentz, Wentz, Wentz. Um, me personally, this is just my opinion. You know, I, I, I don't I didn't want him to come here to just fix Carson Wentz. It's not about one man to me. OK, for sure. And, and, and right. me, per, me personally, I'm, I'm not a Carson Wentz fan. I used to be until, you know, the reports was coming out that, you know, players was going behind his back, backstabbing him. And and back then, I and John to tell you, I used to always say, that shit just don't come out the closet out of nowhere. You, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So when there's smoke, there's fire. Correct. So and, and then all of a sudden, everything started coming out. I mean, Doug Peterson, for God's sakes, man, this man won you a Super Bowl. Okay. And now he's not even the coach here no more. When this man can sit here and go to Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman in a private fucking meeting and tell you he'd rather work with Jalen Hurts, who's a fucking rookie, what do that tell you? You get what I'm saying? I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want Sirianni to just come in here to pamper this man. And I pray to God that Lurie don't allow. Because if you allow that to happen, what you're going to do? Put other players who already got some type of resentment towards Carson on the low, that's going to make them hate him even more. Right. You get what I'm saying? And, so, and you know what? The, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I'm just going to say, just to piggyback off you with what I've been hearing, and I, I don't know if you guys have seen it too, is his persona, uh, Nick Sariana, his persona is that he coaches players hard. He coaches his coaches hard. He's a football, he comes from a football family. His dad, you know, I was reading an article today. They call him the meanest son of, son of a bitch alive. That was a quote about his dad. So this is a guy that doesn't 
take to coddling this is a guy that doesn't take to you know pampering he's going to get in your ass and make sure you're accountable and that's clearly what's been missing um from the team now whether that's doug's fault or whether that's how we're just we could all make a conversation argument about it but you know um something has changed okay what do, what do you think about um you know the the, the the rumors coming out that he was actually brought in here to be you know to to fix Carson Wentz. Do, do you believe that he came in here to fix I, Carson I Wentz? actually don't. Um, honestly, I think there's a lot of assumptions and a lot of speculation, mm-hmm. and I think that none of us know the full story as to what their reasoning is or how things even went down with Doug or how Carson truly feels. Mm-hmm. I just see a lot of assumptions. Um, I think that the Eagles just genuinely picked the best guy that they liked that was available. And um, I do think that I agree with Steph, how Steph was saying that he's a, he's a hard, hard nosed guy. Yeah. It just happens to be an extra benefit that he, he, he can be the guy to get Carson in shape or get Carson together and get the other guys together. So um, I just believe they genuinely like him based off of what I've read. Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. It, yeah. It, it, and apparently I, it was I, a good interview, enough so that, you know, um, they chose him over Josh McDaniels, which I'm a huge fan about Josh McDaniels potentially being the head coach. You know, reports came out that that was who Howie wanted, but I'm glad they kept searching. Um, and, and honestly, I feel like Jeff Laurie is good at hiring coaches. Like, he has a expectation he problem, but he's good at hiring coaches. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And I pride him on I pride him on taking the chances on um, these 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 up and coming coordinators. Andy was a coordinator. Obviously, Sirianni was a coordinator. Doug was a coordinator. Um, Chip Kelly is a college guy, but still an up and coming, great offensive mind. I I prefer his method instead of hiring retreads because retreads rarely duplicate success in multiple in multiple cities. I agree. Luke, he makes a great point. I That's agree. a great point. And, you know. And, and go ahead, go ahead, Steph. I'm sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, and also, also, guys, um, to stay on the Sirianni uh, head coaching hire, uh, reports are, you, you know, they were saying the reports was looming that um, he's bringing in the Colts defensive back coach, Jonathan uh, Gannon, to be the defensive coordinator. Let me get y'all take on that. What y'all think of that move? Yeah, let's actually talk about some of the assistant coaches. Um, I'd have to be down with that because my biggest thing is that we need new blood. Right. And that was something we were just discussing a little bit before he came on that um, Dave Flip was um, allowed to go somewhere else, that um, uh, uh, Jordan Peele, the tight ends coach, was hired by the Falcons, that Deuce potentially might get, you know, uh, hired by the Bears. Um, I would be totally fine with us completely doing um, a reset on our entire coaching staff because we didn't really do that after when Doug got hired, you know, they we. Doug basically inherited Chip Kelly's staff and won a Super Bowl basically with Chip Kelly's staff. Um, so, so I would be really interested to see what a new staff does. What do you think, Kate? Uh, one thing I could tell you about about Gannon is um, the, the biggest and most important thing is that Colts players absolutely love this guy. <laughs> They've been singing praises of him. Mm-hmm. Um, not to mention, you want to talk about this Colts defense and their secondary, how they play. They were one of the better unit, units in football last year, so he had those guys ready to play. Um, we will see a bit of a, a different scheme that we're used to, a little bit more cover, too, as opposed to what we've been seeing. So um, it'll be a nice change of pace, and it might actually help out um, our cornerbacks. So I, I think he'll I think he'll do a good job, too. I actually like the staff that they're 
on paper putting together so far. I agree. I, right. I can't and, I can't wait to see who they're going to pick for their offensive coordinator. That's who I'm, I'm waiting for. And and didn't I see that the yeah, I'm excited about that. defensive backs and the Colts, they led the league in interceptions? I believe so. I, I think, Which is something we yes, haven't had in a very long time. So just thinking that we could get a more um, stingy defense, like that's going to be more, you know, uh, keen to take balls away instead of this bend don't break behavior. I'm just, I would be so down for it. What you think, John? I love it. G- um, Gannon actually was going to be hired by Josh McDaniels if he d- decided to take the job. So he was a name and a target that the Eagles were eyeing for defensive coordinator to begin with. Um, great football mind. He's done well with the units he has. They, I mean, they have one of the best young linebackers in Leonard running their defense and the defensive coordinator, uh, their schemes are simple but effective, like two gapping uh, defensive fronts, um, some zone, a lot of man coverage, and that really helped their young young corners jump in. Like Rocky Sin had a career year for the Colts. Um, I, I think it's a great hire, honestly. Well, I, I agree with all. He actually had a couple interviews, too. Um, a lot of teams actually were looking at Gannon. So um, the Eagles managed to get him away from those other teams. That's, yeah, I think the Chargers were looking at him. Well, that, that's a beautiful thing because we definitely need it. And and also, with the hiring of Ferriani, I, I, I actually look forward to now seeing how the running backs are going to adapt in this man's you know, offense, and I'm, I'm, I want to see if if um, Booby is going to have more than 20 touches in the game. Now, you get what I'm saying? I, 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 I anticipate that. I want to see that core is going to be. I also want to see how the wild Look at the Colts last year. They had they had Jonathan Taylor. They had Naheem Hines. Um, uh, what's the name? Um, the other running back, uh, Marlon Mack. Uh, correct, Marlon Mack. Marlon Mack got hurt, but now he yeah, had Mack. Yep. They had uh, that committee. The way they utilize their running back, and that's committee. and that's what that's what, I, what. What I've heard. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So sorry. What, what I've what I've heard is that um, you know we didn't see a lot of uh, Miles Sanders being used and and as a passing option, and so we're gonna see a lot of him in the slot, um, in a in a. Uh, Knicks or any offense, you know, he he's the type of guy that's going to try to make sure that your playmakers get as much uh, space, at least five yards out of off the uh, five yards off a of scrimmage as much as possible. So I really think that you know, I'll, he's going to be able to maximize all of our sort of speed guys and our space guys, like Jalen Rager, like Miles Sanders. He he loves tight end matchups, so you know two tight end yeah. sets, twelve personnel. We may keep Zach. Yeah, I don't know. I, I was about to you say know, that. But, I was about to say that. But he's a twelve personnel guy, so so it's something to look into. So so I wanted to ask you this question, Keith, and and you are the the, the best person to ask this question because you just like me, you be into the NFL draft just as much as I be. With the sixth pick in the um. 2021 NFL draft, who do the Eagles select or do they move back? I don't think they move back, um, which is what I know, which is crazy, right? <laughs> um, what I mean, who would I like to see? I'm, I mean, 
I know that I know that when Howie makes picks, he likes to build to, he likes to build his teams in the trenches. So we generally see O line and D line picks with Howie early. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's going to be the case this year. But I know a lot of fans are looking at looking at a guy like Smith as six, and I'm not 100 percent sure or Chase, but. I feel like they're going to go with this. I just like they're going to go with the certain route for some reason. I don't know why. That's just my gut feeling. I just okay. like they're going to reward Gannon with a brand new quarterback. I'm a cornerback. That's just how I feel. Mm, I like the, that. I would love to see us pick. But it would, I mean, it wouldn't be a bad pick at all. Yeah. No. Nope. I think, I think you can't really go wrong with any pick at six unless it's an O-line or, or a D-line. You know, just because that's always what the Eagles do. And we're, as fans, yep. like we're looking for something different. Um, but you just paid Slay all this money, so I don't know. Would you would you say that he's gonna go the defensive route when we have so many? You would you say like offensive needs? Like we don't have any impact players. Well, me personally, I mean, I, I, I like I like what you said about going DB, but how? Listen, I, I say this all the time on the show, Keith, that how we know that he fucked up. All right. All these years, you saying about Jefferson correct, over Dad, in the in the in the Metcalf yeah, situation. Uh, yeah. He knows. I mean, he his right. air is to the ground when it comes to Philly fans. He hears, okay, right to the radio. Okay, I'm pretty sure y'all remember the uh, the DVD when he was in the car listening. Well, he 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 doubled down. On, he doubled down in his press conference. He definitely no, knows. exactly right. And, and so now, and yeah, and with knows. that being said, and he knows that Philly fans is like at his neck twenty four seven. And seeing cats like Metcalf and Justin Jefferson explode the way he did, passing Randy Moss as a rookie, you got to know if Smith is there, he's like, you know what, man? I brought this new coaching here to fix Carson. So, you know, so what? Somewhat. Give, Give Carson, Carson weapons. Exactly. Yeah, take, if, if Smith is there, take him. I'm 100% exactly. with you. And that's my whole point. I honestly, and I pray to the football gods if you hear your boy whip, please. If that man picked Smith, I swear to God, y'all will see me on Twitter doing something I shouldn't be doing. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> actually, we, wouldn't, we wouldn't judge you. Yes, we wouldn't so judge you. I, 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 I'm praying so April can't get here fast enough for me. I've been, I've been keeping my hair to the ground, you know, with the mock drafts that's coming out and, and shit like that. But I honestly believe Howie Roseman, and not just Howie Roseman, I think at a one-on-one with 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 that little weasel fucker by himself and like listen dude <laughs> listen you done fucked up so many draft picks for this team you done blew so much money okay you he even said it himself in the fucking press conference we gotta hit on this one that's what he said we gotta hit with. on this one so that's why Dorsey that's why Dorsey's here your... too and that's why it's so important correct what you say Steph yeah, yeah. go ahead Steph I was just gonna say I admire your um your 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 endeavor spirit to think that that Howie I mean that Jeff sees Howie as a problem because you must have heard a different press conference than I did. <laughs> I heard a press conference where he absolved Howie of any blame. He does not think that the drafts have been bad. He literally said the process to picking players is good just because the results don't end up the way we want them to. That's just how it that, goes. He's not going to throw him under the, the bus. The process though. is good. Everything's yeah. like copacetic. So I just, I just I, don't I, think that that anything's going to change. I hear what you're saying, and you're right. But you got to keep in mind, just like Howie Roseman knows what's going on 
with the fan base in Philly, Laurie knows as well. He's not going to go up there and put this fucking dude and throw him out on the bus knowing damn well he's still on his staff. He's not going to do that. But when Howie Roseman told you his himself out the weasel's mouth, he told you we got a hit on this one. He said that. And keep in mind, Dorsey is there. Dorsey is not. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure yep. he ain't just in there to be I already said that before. If Smith is on the board, you take the fucker. Period. Point blank. Right. And yep. absolutely. No, I agree a hundred percent. I would love to have Chase. I'd love to have Smith. Um, I, if they're there, we need to pick them. It's a no-brainer. I agree. What do you think, John? Honestly, I, I'm I'm torn because Certain. I would love for Certain to be there, but. I, in my heart of hearts, I want Devontae Smith. You know Devontae Smith's going to go to Miami. He's right ahead of us at, th- at five. Um, I, the great consolation would be Jamar Chase as well. So there's a lot of things that go right. through process. We have the Senior Bowl coming up. There's a lot of evaluations and things to, to look forward to. Um, and I you think- know what? That Senior Bowl is going to be really important, which is crazy that the Eagles ended up turning down CoachNet because – as, I don't know if you guys saw the reports. There's not going to be a combine yeah, not. this yes. year. Um, yeah. They're basically right. they're not going to be. And you can't even do any private workouts either. Like, they're not allowing people to come in to do one-on-one. So everything you're going to get is going to be from that senior bowl and these virtual interviews and then the medical workups that they do. So this is going to be a draft more than anywhere. You don't have as much information as you normally do about the player. So this is one of those drafts where I feel like like how we sometimes like to take projects with the second rounds and the third round picks you know he likes to likes to project them into the scheme rather than just picking the best player available this is a draft where you have to just pick the best player available and stop trying to shoehorn people into a scheme that you know maybe they're not suited for you have to go best player available oh well i mean only thing i can do is agree with you on that <laughs> but in, 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 in right. this case, in this case, I'm, I'm, I'm praying. Like I said to the football guys, that that man follow us. And John did make a point. Miami do want a receiver, but once again, I don't even know. I'm, hey, Keith, listen, you already know how I get down. I don't even believe I'm about to say what the hell I'm saying. But I'm if Howie are, is picking this pick, he need to jump Miami some type of goddamn way. <laughs> Got to do it because. I, I, I want Smith. Well, even if it's a couple picks, it's, it's probably going to cost like the third or fourth, so it might not even be that yeah. bad. Right. Then you know the person with trade where they had to give a lot more Correct. to move up. Correct. Right. And there's going to be a lot of moving pieces because um, with the Lions wanting to jump up to get a QB, you could see them maybe trying to grab, um, what do you call it? Maybe they'll, they'll try to slide into the Dolphins slot, you know, um, to grab a QB. So maybe that, you know, because you can see the Dolphins are trying to accumulate as many picks as possible. If they're still in that mindset and that frame of mind, mm-hmm. we could have a chance to have Smith there at six if we stay. So we, we, we here in Philly are definitely praying for, for I don't know about you guys, but I'm, I'm, t- I'm tired of seeing Metcalf destroy people. I am too. Give yeah, me a playmaker. Exactly. Yes, I would do so bad. Just one. It's that simple. It's, yeah, that it's, simple. it's like, it's crazy. <laughs> Listen, I, I, let me tell y'all something. And, and this is going to make y'all laugh. And I'm, what I'm about to tell y'all is so fucking real. Just three days ago, I was sitting in my house and I watched that game again when Metcalf destroyed Slate. 
And I said to myself, God damn, Howie Roseman, what the fuck were you thinking, bro? <laughs> <laughs> And I'm saying to myself, look, not even big play slay can fuck with this dude, man. Like, yeah. like, like, what was you thinking in the mind? And, and every time I, I seen Metcalf catch a pass, I thought about JJ with the umbrella with his mom. Right. But look, I don't, I don't get mad. I don't get so mad at the DK Metcalf hit because a lot of people had him off their boards for medical reasons. The boys Every team passed on Metcalf technically. Yeah, they did. Right, exactly. Right. Exactly. A lot of people. What bothers me is the Justin Jefferson pick oh, because you had the Vikings laughing, exactly. laughing in disbelief that we passed on him to pick Jalen Rager. They couldn't believe it. They were stunned. That to me is more of an indication of of, of a miss than DK Metcalf, which was a medical thing. Sometimes you know, like like Drew Brees, he didn't get into the Dolphins because of a medical thing. It happens sometimes. You know, you kick yourself later, but when medical comes in, it is what it is. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. But so so guys, I want to kind of end the the topic just talking about some of our players on the in the pod talking about our players on the team you know how do you feel about some of our vets we're getting a new coach new uh, offense defense coordinators who do you guys think are going to be staying who do you guys think are going to be leaving and i'll key i'll start with you because you're our, our our guest today and we're lucky to have you on the show i i appreciate that um i hope i'm wrong but i feel like uh it's going to be hard. I, I am not 100% sure that Zach Ertz is going to be here. And I also think that there's a chance that Kelsey might be gone. And <laughs> that would be obviously Kelsey's choice if he decides to retire. But he almost, he contemplated retirement last offseason. Mm-hmm. So it makes me wonder if he's still thinking about that again. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I agree, especially because if this is a rebuilding, a retooling year, you're thinking like two, three years before we're competitive. Do you really think he wants to be in a situation like that? He's he, he plays through so many injuries each season. I can just see him saying, I won a Super Bowl. I did it with my guys. It's time to hang it up. So, so I agree with you on that, too. See, I, I think they'll still be competitive because I don't like I don't expect the NFCs to be good to be good all around. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah not at all. Today. Good point. That's a good so, point. So, real quick, um, I, yeah. I'm going to piggyback off what you said about Zach Ertz, but I'm going to flip it. Here's why I believe he may come back. Um, for, yeah, sell okay, me here, on that. Here, I'm going to sell you on it. Now, you got to tell me if you're going to buy it, though. All right. Okay. You remember the, the Carson Wentz shit in the <laughs> beginning and, you know, how it all started and, you know, he was disgruntled and didn't want to do this? Who did Howie Roseman ask to talk to first to try to help this motherfucker? Zach Ertz. And so Zach I'm Ertz. myself... If Howie Roseman knew who the fuck to go to to talk to this man, there must have been some type of incentive with him. <laughs> you get right. what I'm saying? He, he probably told him on right. the yeah, 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 low. Listen, dude, we're going to keep Carson Wentz here. You his favorite target. Let's get shit back in order the way it was before, you know, you got injured with the Rams and let's go try to win another bowl. We're going to bring Zach back and Zach was like, bet. But you can't take shit yet. And I, I, I'm hoping right. once again it's just the football gods in me thinking. That you know what you 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 got a willing buyer in me just because um, Nick Sereni is a 12 personnel type of guy. 
So, so if I'm looking at it, I'm looking at the way he likes to run his offense. He likes to exploit tight ends. Why would you uh, trade the best tight end in franchise? I agree. When you have a guy that's supposed to be great at getting him um, the ball. Hey, real quick, before we continue this topic, we only got a minute left with our guest, Keith. Hey, Keith, um, this is your time. Um, let everybody know that listen to our podcast where they can find you and talk about your Twitch and go from there. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that, too, by the way. But um, I'm very easy to find on everything. I'm Real Mama Eagle on Twitter, Twitch, and IG. Um, very simple. I stream five days a week on Twitch. I'm a full-time streamer. I talk sports on there, and I play games on there. Um, Sunday at 10.30 a.m. Eastern, uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday at noon, and then Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. So, um, yeah, come by. Check me out. Like I said, it's, it's really, really fun oh, community. definitely. So, I, awesome. I wanted to, I wanted to be the first from the Three Birds and the Punt podcast to say thank you for coming on to to give us your knowledge of the Eagles and what you think may happen. We look forward to bringing you on as a guest again, and I will allow my two co-hosts to also, you know, say their wishes to you. Yes, thank you so much, Kiefer, coming on. Um, she's a great follow. Uh, she she's definitely um, has some real great insight on her Twitch. Her Twitch account is awesome too, and so yeah, we're definitely um, lucky to have you. Thank you so much. All right, thank you, Keith, for coming on. We greatly we greatly appreciate the love and uh, the Eagles talk, and uh, definitely look forward to having you back down the line. And thank you, dear. Oh, you're all really really dope, and thank you for the great conversation. And Most thanks definitely. for having me. Once again, guys, that was Kate, Real Eagle Mama on Twitter. Check her out. She, she's she's there. She, she's she's a must-follow, trust me. If And one thing, if you yeah. don't know your shit with this lady, don't come at her. <laughs> right. Because you will be your ass. Okay? I've seen yes, it and I've laughed I, I, at it. I have been friends with this woman for quite some time. And I've done seen her bury. When I say undertake a bury people to where it was no comeback. <laughs> all right that makes okay. sense makes sense you know all right so we're i mean we're almost done here we're ready and wrapped to go but but just to i think john we didn't really hear from you what do you think as far as players that might stay or go you know there's a there's a good player that comes to mind that we have uh discussed at ad nauseum um and and one of our uh one of our steam members, aka Whip, has a great distinction. Man, if you have, man, if, listen, if, you, oh, Jay, 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 yeah, I'm. I'm no, saying no, it. No, I'm. No, I'm, no, I'm no, saying no, it right no, now. To all you Eagle fans out there, I don't fuck with Wait, 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 guys. John, what are you saying? Jalen Mills. Oh well, fuck him too. Yeah. Okay. He can't come back in. You think Jalen Mills Hell is yeah. out? You damn right. I think he's out. I, I think he, he is. He ain't coming back here. And if anybody in the let, 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 right. let me real quick, this gonna make y'all laugh. This motherfucker had the audacity, all right, to 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 go on Twitter to talk about how good Embiid game was. Joel Embiid. I said, "What well, damn?" Oh yeah. I said to him. I said to him, <laughs> "Damn, wouldn't it be fly if your game was like that too?" <laughs> did, you, did you see my response? Did you see my GIF response? No, I, I, yeah, I said that, Stefan. I'm saying, you know what, dude? 
You you are not allowed <laughs> in the city of brotherly love to say some shit like that. Yo, whip, you're so man, savage. Fuck that dude, man. And 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 I hope him or anybody you Eagle fans can pass it on to him that night. He can come on the show and debate with me. BG too. I don't give a fuck. I don't like them. I don't like them. I don't. Oh, we'd love to have Jason Mills or BG on on uh, Three Birds and a Punt. I, I think uh, BG stay, Jalen Mills go. Fogum stays, Boston Scott stays, uh, Duke Riley stays. Fogum stays. Um, Duke, no, uh, Boston no, Scott, no, Duke I, I, I'm going to say Jordan Howard got to stay now. Yes, Lord. Yes. Mm-hmm. No. Boston, Jordan Howard goes. Boston Scott goes, and what is no, that last one? No, no, he not. No, he not. I don't think he is. I think Jordan Howard is going to stay because remember, is he under contract? I, I, I'm pretty one sure year. Sirianni one going year. to do something to make that happen. It was one year. I don't know, Alex I don't know guys. I don't know. The biggest one. I don't know Alex Singleton. Under contract. He was, it was just a one-year deal on the practice Maybe. squad. Mm-hmm. I think he's a free yeah, agent. Alex Singleton is a starter. Alex Singleton is a starter, bro. You can't even. What about yeah, Duke, what about Duke Riley? Sure. No, he's gone. Greg Ward. Duke Riley can stay, but I don't like him as a base defense. He's more special teams. G Ward, my boy Greg Ward. No, go. G Ward can get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Oh, <laughs> oh stop it. Because if stop I ever see his slow ass on another He's punter, Avant. What's Avant? He's Avant. Stop it, Steph. Cut he's it out, Avant. Steph. Leave that man alone. He's Avant. That's a bond. No, That's a bond. he's slow. No, no, Listen, how many games did we lose because this guy couldn't bear the ball? What do you mean? How, how many, many games did we lost? No, hell no. I don't agree. He shouldn't be back. No, there. He shouldn't be I back. I don't there. agree with that. He shouldn't have been back. No, there. no, no. It was because of, even though we had a fucked up record, he was one of the reasons we was in some games, Steph. Yeah, G Ward. Absolutely no, no. Listen, listen, listen. Him, him as a slot receiver and being steady hand. Okay, fine. But he's not who you want to be your number one slot receiver. And this is the problem that I'm talking about. We are so used to um, mediocrity that we look at Greg Ward and Travis Fogum as saviors rather than band aids. You want a real team? You want to be a top five? Um, offense, you want to compete with the Chiefs and the Bills and the Packers, you don't have a Greg Ward. You have a Devontae Adams. You have a Smith. Yeah. Well, Lazard. Lazard was the one that was, that, and Scant, uh, Valdez Scantling were the ones that actually did the thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, excuse me, John. I don't know what shit you smoking right now. Huh? You smoking some shit. If you sat here and just told me and all this audience that them two guys did more shit than Devonte Adams. You're crazy. Oh no 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 no! Not to discredit oh. him. He's the best receiver in the league. It, no no okay. no. All right. Okay. I'm not saying that. No no. I'm saying as far as production. Oh yeah yeah. They okay. made more splash plays for that team. Yeah. Down the line. Right. Early Devonte Adams was godlike, man. He was. Yeah yeah. But you need you need counterpart. You need blue guy. Fogum was a glue guy. The only time Red he had a splash play was, was when Jalen Rager ran that punt return for an for a touchdown. And then he never saw the ball again. So yeah, that I was just, a mistake. That's I just want better for us as fans in terms of a product on the field than just settling for what we had last year. Greg Ward was last year. I want a better slot. Yeah. He's, he's good in the slot. Just don't let him feel part. Hey, let me tell you something, John. That that woman, when they listen, you mentioned Craig Ward and stuff. You she turned into 
She-Hulk immediately. I'm over him. I'm over him. Yeah, the ultra beast. I said, oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, I'm, I'm over him. Like, he, no, this year, I was grateful for him in 2019. But in 2020, his ass was slow. He was slow. And every time they threw him a wide receiver uh, screen, he literally went down after two yards because he's slow. And, and listen, I love his heart. He's not his necessarily muscles. slow. He's, four. he's slow. He's slow. <laughs> Dude, she's not going to hear you, John. She's not going to listen to you, bro. Listen, I tried to talk some sense to her about that a while back. It's not going to work, bro. That's like that's like that's like me she telling you. Right. That's like me telling you, me and BG cool. Bullshit. Right. Not gonna happen. It, <laughs> it can't. It's just not gonna work. But listen, exactly. y'all, we've been here too damn long arguing about these players. Um, <laughs> I, 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 I'd like to think, like I said, I'd like to think that this team is gonna be new, and by the sounds of the staff, it's gonna be new. And I'm, I'm excited for that. We need a new blood, a new refreshing of the organization from top to bottom. So whether that means we're getting a new QB, I'm down for it. Whether we need to get new wide receivers, I'm fucking down for it. Anything to change the status quo because that has not been working for the Philadelphia Eagles. And y'all would agree with me there, right? Most definitely. All right, all right. Yeah. So, all right, Three Birds fans. Um, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to this podcast. Please uh, like and follow us on Twitter at Three Birds and a Punt. We just had an amazing guest come on, Real Mama Eagle on Twitter. She dropped some knowledge, dropped some gems, um, and we're excited to have more guests on the show. So if you like what you hear, like, subscribe, follow, comment, share. Um, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us as we continue to grow our brand. And um, I'm going to close out by letting my co-host say goodbye. Well, this is your boy Whip. You can definitely follow me at, I don't know right now, because I'm going to probably change my name again. You change your name like you change your underwear, yeah. bro. I, I do. I'm, you know what? I'm going to tell, every... tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to be honest with you. Because, Steph, you my sister. I love you to death. You my homie. You know, the according to Afia, John, that's yours. And because remember, my shit used to be according to Whip. I said, right. you know what? I don't, I don't want that no more. But I got a new name. I think I'm going to stick to it today once I get off this phone. And well, that's actually a lie. So I, I don't know it. what my I name is. <laughs> you change, you change names. New, like my new friend, name, I have new a friend you. who changes her number like every six months. And that's how you are with your yeah, name. Yeah. But you know what it is? I'm not satisfied. I, I want something that sticks the fuck out for me. Right. I feel you. Listen, I did the same thing, but when I found according to Afia, it just clicked and it sounded yeah. real nice, you know? So Yeah. All right, so, yeah, so that's where y'all can find me at too. So, so if you want to look me up, uh, follow me uh, on Twitter at According to Afia. Um, I think John, you can follow him. John Monroe Jr. No, you, 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 you got you got the most common name in the world, John Monroe Jr. I'll at your boy. <laughs> I know, right? Like, you guys they know there's only up. one. Note. There's only one. Note. <laughs> There's only one. There's only John. There's only one John Monroe Jr. That's right. You guys have a blessed day, blessed night, and we'll see y'all next week, I guess. All right, go birds. Go birds! Yeah, yeah. Bye, out. <laughs>